Heroes of Welcome to episode 300 of Heroes of Handheld, the internet's premium handheld gaming podcast dedicated to all things handheld, whether that be your Switch, your Vita, your iOS, your Android. I need to shut my window, so Colin, say something funny. Oh God, um, so I was walking by, a, I, I completely butchered the opening of this joke, but the joke is, I was sat in a pub and a referee walked in. And I was thinking to myself, it's all going to kick off now. I'm back. I didn't hear that because my headphones were out, but I assume it was hilarious. I mean, if, you, if you'd heard it, it would have been, you know, you would have been slayed. Slay yeah. them. It would have been so funny we'd have had to end the podcast right there and that. It's just like, thanks everyone. Bye. Bye. The end. Uh, so time. this is episode 300, which is very exciting. We've got some big news coming up later on, which we will talk about after we've done the week's uh, news and releases and things like that. Um, but before we get to all that, Colin, very quickly, what have you been playing this week, if anything? Uh, this week, I have been continuing to play Dishonored 2, which is just the best. So good. And the more I play it, the more multi-layered it is. Um, I know it's not a handheld game at all. I've been playing Rocket League as well, so that is handheld related, which is just also top. But Dishonored 2, I'm working my way through that again. It takes such a long time because even though you could actually finish each level probably in about 20 minutes because the maps, in a way, or the levels are actually quite small, because they're so multi-layered and there's different levels and different areas to explore, it takes so long. Um, there's different ways to finish missions. I'm just loving it. And I don't want to give... Well, I'll, I'll tell you about the mission I'm on at the moment, which is absolutely brilliant, where there's two warring fractions or two warring groups um, in this town, which is called the Dust this dust District, which every five or ten minutes or so, a, a huge dust storm just sweeps in and like blinds you, which is just like an added stress. But there's two warring groups and you've got to decide which one. You can either side with one of them to complete the mission because you have to get to a certain area. But the leader of each group will help you if you bring the member of the the leader of the other group to them, if that makes sense. So if you find the leader of one group, um, kill them, then bring the body to the other leader, that leader will then help you. Or you can find another way of doing it by exploring and listening to conversations and finding a non-lethal way, which is the way I'm trying to do it. And it's just so fun and so clever and such a well-crafted thought of game. And it's got me even more excited because I found out that uh, there's actually novels and comic book series based around Dishonored as well to give more backstory to the world and the characters. So that's my jam. So I'm loving the look of that. Nice. Um so that's cool. So yeah, I've been playing that, which I've very much been enjoying. It's a stressful experience um, because you can try doing a mission one way and then turn out it doesn't work and you have to start again. So it's all about save, save, save. Um, but also in terms of handheld gaming, I've been playing Rocket League, which is just great. As everyone knows, I'm not going to bore you on how great Rocket League is because it's just 
so so fun. Um, I've also been playing more Harry Potter Wizards Unite because they had a Wizarding Weekend, um, which has been very frustrating. It's the um, uh, Wonders of the Wizarding World, I believe is the theme, and uh, you're seeing more of rare and emergency level foundables appearing in the world. And unfortunately, uh, some of them are just so hard to catch and it's very frustrating. The Whomping Willow is honestly the worst. I hate it so much. You just mm. cannot catch it. You use potions, you use spell energy, and it still gets whisked away. And it's very, very annoying. I'm still playing it, so it's obviously doing something right. Uh, what have you been playing this week, Chris? So I've been playing, um, not handheld again, but Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Um, I'm about... Nice. Uh, it feels like I'm getting towards the end. I've just gone to a planet with a giant kind of bat goth creature, uh, Dathomir. Um, I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, so I'm just on a boss thing now, which is like this giant flying bat thing. Um, and oh, I've got to say, yes, I remember that. Yeah. It's 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 a remarkably good game. Like the way you feel at I'm at that point now where I've got some cool powers and I can do some weird stuff and it it makes you feel like a you know like an actual real cool fighter when you're like slow dodge underneath them toss your lightsaber slash 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 like now it do you see what i mean like now it's making sense it feels really good um yeah i'm really enjoying that kind of fluency of the combat um and how the enemies get more difficult but you get very just the more you play you get better at it i think um yeah, it's a really good game. I'm really enjoying it. And, like, there are obviously problems with it. Like, it is buggy and there is... Um, sometimes things don't load properly and sometimes it doesn't look great. But to actually play, it feels really good. And it makes me feel like... I think I've said this before. I think you probably said this um, as well when you were playing it. But the, this game is great, but whatever sequel they do is going to be amazing. Because when they can iron out, like, some of the technical problems, I think it's going to be, like, a really, really good franchise... Hmm. Um, yes. yeah and, the st- and you know agree. like stories fine it's got some interesting bits so far nothing too mad uh, it feels a bit like we're chasing the MacGuffin for the sake of it um, yeah. but you know yeah. there's some cool characters and some cool moments and stuff and yeah so I'm enjoying it um, apart from that on Switch I've been playing a bit of Animal Crossing but nothing too hardcore just, just taking it easy really Nice, Animal Crossing. I'm glad that's still on your radar because that was uh, that was your jam back at the uh, back in the early parts of this year. Mm, yeah, I don't play it every day. I'd say I play it every other day at the moment. Um, and Fortnite as well, obviously, still playing Fortnite. Obviously, every time I'm on my Switch playing uh, Rocket League or something, I always see like Chris online Fortnite. Yeah. Like, I do it play is. it quite a lot, too fair. But it's so good. And all like, is right. The end of the season is soon as well, so we'll see what happens with the next season. Exciting. That's very exciting. The yeah. Fallen Order is also great, and I completely agree with what you're saying about the story being a bit... Don't get too invested in the story, honestly. Um, it, yeah. But the <laughs> holocrons, Colin. What if I don't find the holocrons? But what the holocron? Go find it. Ah. And Not then, the um, tomb of holocron. <laughs> Oh no, I'm getting to an end of a mission. Could it be a sister? Anyway, um, who could it be? Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's almost like a... It's not a puzzle game is the wrong word for it. There's a good combination of different gameplay elements in there to make it interesting. It never gets stale. Um, and I think each boss is very... Though they... 
they all have a set of weaknesses um, and strengths, like and how you can beat them, but they're all very different in how they feel, which is good. Mm. Uh, no two bosses really feel the same, from what I've, I found anyway. Yeah. Um, the only, the only uh, difference to that is the final boss, who doesn't have a weakness anyway but that's uh that's still to come for you so have fun with that uh, but no it's great it's a good game did you when you finished it did you want to go back and explore all the planets or were you like done uh absolutely not no no desire whatsoever there okay. wasn't really much pull for me to go back really yeah i mean you could you know there's different you no know, skins and different colored no colored lightsabers the, you got different skins for bd and, and, things, and, yeah. and, the, and the mantis and stuff like that but well, it didn't make me want to go back and explore, really. I didn't feel like I was missing out. Once the story's done, though there is a, a game plus um, mm. you can do. Yeah, I, yeah, it would be nice to have some DLC, but I don't think there is any DLC. Is, yeah. is, it, is, is DLC not really a thing that um, these companies do now in terms of like adding extra story elements? Because I swear this used to be a common thing back in like, well, like five, six years ago. And a lot of games don't seem to do it anymore. Yeah, I guess it seems to have fizzled out a bit, doesn't it? I mean, not of everything, but it seems like now games, rather than adding new stories, will add like different ways to play and different like visuals and stuff, which I'm not against. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was looking for going back to Dishonored again. For Dishonored 1, there was four DLC missions that you could uh, pay for as add-ons, and they were um, in the perspective of a different character. And I had a look at Dishonored 2, and it was three years ago it came out, and there's no other DLC apart from, as you say, different like ways to play the game. So there's a black and white mode and things like that, yeah. um, and different weapons you can have. But there's no extra story elements, which is a shame because, you know, it's saying the Star Wars Fallen Order, really. It feels like they could have added extra missions and stuff in. Especially with how the story ends, it would have made sense. But um, yeah, it's weird. It would have been annoying. But it just makes you, I guess, makes you more excited for a uh, sequel. And it also, I tagged you in that article from last week where the new game from um, uh, Arcane Studios behind Dishonored yeah, uh, Deathloop 2 has been postponed to 2021. Originally, it was going to be a launch game for the PlayStation 5, but no longer. It's going to be pushed to next year. And I feel that this is probably going to happen quite a lot with quite a few games that were slated as launch games but, because of COVID. and Yeah. Wasn't yeah, Halo pushed back as well? Yes, Halo was also pushed back. Uh, I think it's going to be happening a lot. And it does make you wonder what games are actually going to be available at launch apart from the Grand Theft Auto remaster yep. and the Red Dead Redemption remaster and Skyrim, which will obviously always be on every console yep. ever made. Rocket League. Yeah, yeah. the Minecraft. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's literally all it'll be. Yeah. Nothing more, nothing less. We, so, yeah. Let's do some news because there's not a lot to talk about. Um, but there is a little bit. So we last week, um, pretty much the day after we recorded, there was a Nintendo Indie Direct, uh, which was about 20 minutes long. Um, it has a really good stuff in, actually. I thought it was a really well put together presentation. It was very quick and very uh well edited and they had a lot of the developers on talking about their own things which i really like adds a bit of personality to it um a couple of highlights for me i mean there's loads of stuff on there you can watch the whole thing on nintendo's youtube channel um the first was a new game from the people who created reigns reigns is a card game on mobile and on switch as well um and there was also game of thrones reigns which was quite good uh, but this was a new announcement from them, and it's a game called Card Shark, which is a, a game all about cheating at cards. 
um it's coming out in 2021 to nintendo switch and pc and it's got this very cool um looks like some interesting mechanics around like how you play with cards in your hand different techniques you can learn and obviously like trying to push people um and get away with what you can get away with but without being caught and then being presumably shot and killed in a duel uh, as a traditional it's called card shark they literally call it a game about cheating at cards which is really funny and it's got this like i don't know if this is where it's set but it kind of looks like sort of like old west vibes but kind of elizabethan um so yeah very weird vibe but looks really cool and looks really interesting um other things that i saw uh from the um direct which looked good was a game called hades which is coming to switch um hades is by super giant who i believe also made i want to say bastion um is that right? Ye- is that the giant? one? Uh, yeah, I saw they Bastion. had a... Just going to Google things on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was... Um, yeah, yeah. Best Bastion and uh, Transistor as well. Yeah, so this is a hack and slash game set in the world of Greek myth where you are making your way through uh, the underworld um, and it's a roguelike dungeon crawler. I mean, it looks very much my jam um and it's got some really cool settings and you know land of the dead and all that kind of stuff it's uh, very much like bastion in its art style yeah 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 yeah, yeah for sure pretty. Mm-hmm. um yeah what about what what jumped out for you colin from the uh from the indie direct i'm surprised you haven't already mentioned the untitled goose game two-player yeah <laughs> um free two-player update they're adding um which is this... just hilarious oh my god um, is this going to push you to get it I don't know. Um, how much is it retailing for in the, in the current exchange? I'd guess I like maybe the like po- twelve ninety nine, something like that. There's a post box here, and there's two goose, two geese. I guess two geese looking out from uh, either side of this post box, and it's mm. uh, hilariously charming. So um, there you go. That's coming out on the twenty third of September. And it's free, a free update if you've got the game. So yep. I'm guessing that'll be right up your street. You know. Yeah, and there's a physical... Uh, they also put in the same announcement video that a physical release is coming as well. Uh, which oh, would yeah, be cool, I saw the pictures been, of that. That's cool. Yeah, it looks really cute. Um, yeah, so I'm very keen for this. And basically, everyone I know who loves Goose Game, we were all just texting each other, just going, hog, 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 hog. <laughs> I can't <laughs> wait. I'm, I'm very excited. I love Goose Game. I think this will be really good. Amazing. I mean, one of the games that's uh, jumped out for me was from um, Gummy Cat Studio and Armour Game Studios, and that's uh, Bear and Breakfast. Now, this looks absolutely amazing. Um, it's basically about a bear called Hank, and he's quite laid back, who's trying to open and run a successful B&B from an abandoned shack. This is actually a thing, and it looks absolutely adorable, and Hank looks great. Um and apparently, as as your business expands, you get to explore the mysteries of the forest that the B&B is based in, or the abandoned shack. Uh, and Hank will find himself uncovering a plot deeper than the wilderness itself. Um, so yeah, this looks crazy. When I was reading the um, description of it, I was just like, oh, okay, it's a bear. Oh, it's called Bear. Oh, right, it's about a b and It's like, okay, so it's, it's a bit weird. Uh, but that's coming out in 2021. Uh, and it's a timed exclusive for the switch as well so initially it'll just be on switch but it'll come to other platforms as well but i like the art style very uh, colorful and yeah. uh, i for one would love hank to be successful running his bnb so i would definitely like to help with that so that's called bear and breakfast bear and breakfast i mean it didn't even clock with me when i first um saw it that it was you know 
bed and breakfast, bear and breakfast. So there you go. Um, and I also like the look of the one called Manifold Garden. I don't know if you saw um, this one. It's a puzzle game. Uh, and it just looks a bit... I don't even know how to describe the art style, really. It's uh, very blocky, very futuristic looking. Um, and it's all about reimagining the laws of physics. Um, and ge geom geometry repeats indefinitely in every direction. Um, and if you fall and die, you get you get back to the beginning. But that's cool. I mean, there's so many puzzle games out there. Um, so if you're creating a puzzle game, you're actually quite brave because you have to make it unique for it to stand out in the very busy field of puzzle games. So, but this one looks cool. I like the look of the art style of it. And uh, yes, very much looking forward to giving this one a go. Yeah. Very much up my street in terms of uh, puzzlers from uh, which I've played in the past. Yeah, it's a good old, uh, looks like a good, good game, that Manifold Garden one. It does look like a good old game. Yeah, a good... It definitely looks like a game. <laughs> definitely is a game. Yes, yeah. to Firm is game. Um, is game. <laughs> yeah, it, it looks kind of... It looks a bit like it'll break my head, but I'm glad you're, you're looking forward to reimagining physics. It's making me think of a game I played back on the PlayStation Vita, who, uh, called Futuridium. Um, I'm just going to Google Futuridium. Oh, Let's yeah. Yeah, Futuridium EP Deluxe. I, I actually played this one quite a lot, and it's um, maybe Futuridium is probably a bit more colourful um, in its palette than uh, than um, Manifold Garden. But it looks, uh, you know, in terms of the art style and the blocks and uh, the thick um, blocks and the explosions and stuff, it looks very similar. So very much. I can't believe Futuridium came out in 2014. Oh my That's god, insane, we're so old, man. I know we are pretty yeah. much at death's door yeah. at this point um yeah. the only other little bit of uh news that i wanted to talk about um unless you've got anything more colin was uh this is quite cool actually um nintendo have tweeted that nintendo switch will be coming soon to brazil um this is big big deal uh for a lot of reasons i mean brazil you know very 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 uh busy full country lots of people in there and but what often happens and i i can't remember uh maybe it's ps2 but when consoles come out in brazil often games will come out on those platforms for years and years and years i think it was the ps2 where it was still publishing like fifa games well up into the 2000s yeah. um like it's really it's got this very surreal long legs um and you know uh, so Sony, yeah. So this is like Sony's PS2, for example, came came out to the uh, came to Brazil in two thousand and nine, um, which is you know in the two thousand in the PS3's life cycle, for example. Um, so yeah, this is a really big market. Shows that Nintendo are thinking outside of just the Western Asia, uh, which we kind of I mean sort of already know with America, but this is a, a big difference and Brazilian. Um, this is slightly uh stereotyping possibly but very often um a lot of times you would go on a nintendo tweet and all the replies would just be bring the switch to brazil come to brazil bring switch to brazil um so this is really cool and really exciting and they've put out like facebook channels and instagram channels that you can follow if you are in brazil and would like more updates on the switch's release I'm just looking at all the replies to the tweet from a Nintendo of America, and it's basically just like a, a massive collection of funny gifs and pictures, and some that just don't make any sense. Yeah. Um, like for example, there's a gif of someone being dragged away by police, 
And the caption is, you're on your way to Brazil. Yep. So there you go. Lovely stuff. Whatever that means. A little bit of fun. And there's someone, there's someone like screaming whilst they're driving and in the shower as well. So, Oh, and there's a picture of um, that famous Monsters, Inc. one with Mark Wazowski with oh, Sully's with face eye. on. Looking confused. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Sully's face. Yeah. I've, been, I've seen that meme so many times I didn't know where it was from. It's face swap. Oh, there you go. right. They, they, on that image, they've cut out, because it, it was a face swap between the both of them, and um, Sully's got the one eye, which is very creepy, yeah. but you don't normally see that in the meme. Um, oh, my God, these gifts just get weirder. There's one with a screaming ghost under a bed. That's interesting. Oh, and one of the SpongeBob being dragged into Brazil. I don't get... There's a reference here. I don't understand what the point is. Is it saying people don't want to go to Brazil? So... People are going... Want to go to Brazil? I don't get it. On, Tell um, me, Chris. On, teach me about the internet. On the Video Games in Brazil Wikipedia page, Brazil is the 13th largest video game market in the world as of 2017, the largest in Latin America. Video games were not permitted for import into Brazil until the 1990s, and many were then heavily tacked as non-essential goods. As a result, the bl a black market developed around pirating games, driven by lack of official channels for purchasing games. So many companies avoided expansion into the country for these reasons until the 2010s. Blaming high tariffs, Nintendo officially left the market in 2015, but returned in 2017. And Sega once uh, retained a strong foothold in the country. So maybe it's maybe the memes you're seeing are to do with like dragging Nintendo back into releasing stuff in Brazil, even though they've been there for a little while. Um, and it costs them a lot of money because of the tax and stuff. Because the tariffs. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, didn't yeah, that. I mean, the, this is, uh, I mean, I know uh, obviously football is very popular in Brazil. So you'd think like the FIFA games, as you say, they've been released, you know, on PlayStation 2, was it? Mm. Late, late in the cycle. Like, you imagine games of that would do very well. Um, so you'd imagine like the FIFA version, the FIFA um, adaption for Switch would probably do very well over there. So. There you go. So that's interesting. That's good. I had no idea it wasn't out already. And I didn't know that's why the developers don't bring their games to Brazil because it costs them too much. Yeah. That's also very interesting. Um, so you've done your news. I mean, it's probably worth us bringing up the DC fandom event that happened over the weekend. Yes. That, which is uh, very much excited us both. I mean, before we get into the gaming news, can we just say how fucking awesome the Batman trailer with um, our Pats looks? Looks so good. I'm all, I'm all in on that. Yeah, I'm very, very keen. Um, I think it looks like a David Fincher film. I don't think that's a bad thing. It looks very much like Seven. Yeah, that's exactly that. the one I, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. all vibe. Um, it looks like they're going down the more serious route rather than the um, comic book route, if that makes sense. Like More like how Nolan did it with his Batman mm. films. Um, and I like how they're focusing on... Because it's been a long time since the Riddler had a proper... I think wasn't the last Riddler adaption for Batman the Jim Carrey version where he's wearing the green onesie. Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. So it seems like they're taking a more serious route now. It's basically Batman trying to solve a, a serial killer, yeah. the Riddler, which is cool. Um, and I like that. I like how it's. I like when it's more steeped in realism. Um, mm. I think it's going to be cool. And I think Robert Pattinson's a, a great actor. I mean, obviously, you know, he gets a lot of. Uh, bad rep from his time doing the twilight films but since then he's done some great films and seen him in some awesome stuff and he's yeah. in the new um nolan film actually isn't he tenant um and he, he does he's done a lot of indie stuff and i think he looks great he looks good and it's it's good that they're they're starting potentially a new trilogy or a new universe of batman and they're not it doesn't look like they're starting with an origin story 
Yeah. So it's good they're starting as in it's like year two. It, I think the director or someone in development of it said it's like the second year of him being Batman. So he's already been Batman and he's still a bit rough around the edges. He's not, he still looks like quite young. And because there's that epic scene where he's beating down that thug, like, and he's like, take them out. And he like just beats him three more times and then like says, I am vengeance. Mm. So cool. What was so the other dark. What was the other. Is it another Batman? Yeah, I think it's Batman Arkham Origins, the game, isn't it? Where you don't see the origin, but he's like a couple of years in and he's still young yeah. and like learning everything. Yeah, yeah. We've seen so many origin stories of Batman. We know he, he's scared of bats. He uses it to his advantage. Parents get shot. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Wow. I want to put wow. my fear of bats into the bad guys. I think that's what he says in the trailer. Seven, nine, nine, yeah. yeah. And we also got a little look at the new Suicide Squad film with James mm. Gunn directing. Um, didn't get a trailer, but it was like a behind-the-scenes filming um, thing. And this is—I don't really get where this film is going to fall within the um, the timeline because obviously we had the Suicide Squad film from a couple of years ago, which though did very well financially, was panned by pretty much everyone. And it's a terrible film. Yeah. It was an enjoyable, but it's just an awful film. Um, but rather than wipe the slate clean, they've got characters from the original Suicide Squad, the same actors playing the characters in the new one. So they've got Margot Robbie um, reprising Harley Quinn, which is interesting because you'd think they'd want to wipe the slate clean, obviously because they've got yeah. the new Batman film coming out, Patterson rather than Affleck. So it's going to be interesting to see how they tackle that. Is it like a follow-on? How are they going to explain it? You know, how is it going to link on from the original? But, you know, James Gunn obviously did the Guardians films, Guardians of the Galaxy, which are brilliant. And I think you need that sort of director to... Because it is a goofy... It's a goofy bloody idea, Suicide Squad, with the mm. characters in there. The same with, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. And what made it good, the Guardians films, is that... Though they, you know, they're respected properties and people love them, people also understand they're a bit goofy. So to make it work, you need to make it tongue in cheek as well. And hope, and it looks like from what I've seen, they that he's nailing that, and it looks great. I think it looks good as well. I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think um, it's um got a very good tone to it, and I I feel like it will be surprising and shocking, and is going to because there's so many. There's so many characters. I feel like they they can be very liberal with like doing mad things to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, Definitely. we'll we'll see what happens. But Mar I mean, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is always a delight. She's like that's such a good role for her. I think. Who is um, the leader of Su the Suicide Squad? The was, um, police. Uh, Flag, uh, Captain Rick Rick Flag. Oh, Amanda nice. Waller. Yeah, Amanda Waller. Yeah, 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 it looks like it's the same actress as well. Yeah, it uh, is. So I don't know, and it's like she was really good actually in the first. She was she actually played the Amanda Waller really well. Like sort of, you know, she's got a you say she's got a heart in the right place because she wants to stop crime, but then her methods are questionable. Mm. So, but I thought she died in the original one, didn't she? Get didn't Will Smith shoot her? I'm not uh, mentioning that. Sorry, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen the first Suicide Squad film. You've not seen it? Oh, it's it's. Um, it's weird because though it was terrible, I actually didn't hate it when I watched it. It was so bad, it was actually fun to watch. But it's definitely the sort of film you need to watch with others. You can't just watch on your own and yeah. appreciate it because it's. I mean, it was just basically two hours of like characters explaining who characters are and explaining mm. the plot. So the best bit was like uh, Mrs. Katana. She's got my back. We're like. This character called Katana, who we've not even heard of at all, an hour in, gets comes on the plane, and the head of the um, the group of 
the Suicide Squad team yeah. has to like explain who she is to everyone. This is Katana. She's got my back. She'd beat any of you pussies. I've seen that on the memes. I've seen people and talk about that. And if Vi's not getting killed by her, her sword traps the souls of its victims. And it's just like, great, thanks for that. Is that anyway, your Will Smith impression? It's not Will Smith. It's the leader of... Um, hey. oh, he's, he's, he's like an expendable commando guy who's not in the comics and anything, but they just have him there to explain who all the characters are. It's very weird. I think he dies, probably, before he gets shot at some point. And the villain is just awful, absolutely terrible. Don't even get me into. Anyway, so anyway. James, the James Gunn version looked great, but that's the films. Let's talk about the games and what we were excited about. Our boys, Rocksteady, and Warner Brothers, and um, who Montreal. Did one who did Montreal. So where do we start? Do we start with the Suicide Squad game? Or yeah, do we let, start let's with start with Gotham Knights because that's coming sooner. Yes. Um, and this looks like it's sort of set possibly after Arkham Knight, but also not really. Um, and what was a really so it's a four player um, or four character co-op game but it doesn't look like you'll be able to play with four just with two um, which is online and you can play as Nightwing no, no, no local co-op as no well, local just online uh, Nightwing Batgirl Robin and Red Hood uh, beating up criminals taking names and trying to take down the enigmatic court of owls um court of owls is a really cool storyline um it's one of those really uh, interesting like secret society type things um and i loved it in the trailer they made the court of owls feel very very menacing very like bioshock vibes i thought um mm. where maybe it's just because like the music and the masks and stuff um but this is a world where the world knows who uh batman is and it's he's sent this message out that's like, you know, you four are the kind of last you need to rise up and become what I was to Gotham. Uh, now that I'm gone for whatever reason, you know, is he dead or has he been potentially captured and had his brain wiped? Because comics, um, you know, like not not a million. It could be like a bit Arkham Knighty with that regard. But I think it looks quite interesting. A lot of people have been complaining online about the... Um, nature of the enemies in the game and how their difficulties will scale um which is that as you get stronger the enemies get stronger as well um which is always a controversial move in these types of games because it means by the end of it you're doing you know twelve thousand points of damage per smash um but the trade-off is the enemies have twelve thousand hp so it doesn't make a lot of difference um as you power up which is a bit of a shame but you know, I think it looks like a fun game. I mean, I'm up for us playing it together if we both are on the same systems. Um, I think playable Nightwing should be really good. Playable Batgirl I'm very keen for. Um, I mean, Nightwing was really fun to play in the Arkham games and the bits where you could. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I, it wasn't what I was expecting, but it does look cool. What are you thinking? Um, I've got to admit, I wasn't as sold on it um, when... I mean, the trailer that we got with, you know, Batman saying he's dead and you know, saying you will need to rise up now. I thought that was great. But the gameplay sort of it didn't really feel like I mean here's the problem. Everyone was expecting a follow up to the Arkham games. That's what everyone was thinking it would be, it would be a follow on. And as you alluded to, it felt like when I watched the trailer, um I it looked like it was continuing on from the end of Arkham Knight. Because uh, we can talk about this, it's been out for a long time. Because mm. at the end of Arkham Knight, so if you haven't played Arkham Knight 
stop listening. But at the end of Arkham Knight, once after the you know you've collected everything and it's the final final scene, uh, Bruce Manor or Wayne Manor blows up basically, and it's assumed that oh has he killed himself? Has is what is this part? Of the, I don't know what 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 confirmation either side of that which is a brave move really because i think everyone and their mother was expecting a follow-on from those arkham games because they're just so bloody good and they were so popular um and it just didn't from the gameplay it looked i mean it looked great and it you know dr freeze is always fun to battle mm. him but it didn't look like an arkham game to me no uh, yeah it looks like and, they, they want yeah. the they they want to keep it enigmatic, I think, where it's like, is it a follow-up or is it a new thing? Because they want yeah. the, the cred of the Arkham games without being having to follow the rules. Because, like, or- I mean, Oracle's, like, walking around, right? But she didn't she get paralysed in the in Arkham Knight? Or have I made that up? Yeah, in Arkham Knight, she's in a wheelchair, isn't she? And she's helping Batman um, from her base. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's what confused me a little bit because I don't think Red Hood's even in um, the Arkham games, is he? Uh... Not that I can remember anyway. I... Oh, Colin. Colin's forgotten his law. Red Hood is um is the Arkham Knight. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's Jason Todd who was captured in uh Oh well it's not a continuation then, is it? Because he's the Arkham Knight and he was brainwashed. Oh. Bullshit. Well that that explains why I didn't know who Red Hood was then. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense. Um but yeah, I did that did confuse me, and that obviously makes sense now. But um what's even more confusing is Nightwing basically looks exactly the same as the Nightwing from the Arkham games yeah. as well. So, I don't know. It's mixed messages, but you're probably right. They probably don't want to double down on either side because they want both sides of it. Um, and it was interesting where the, you know, the trailer was really pushing the four players, you know, these four different characters of different abilities and different ways of beating enemies. And then they say it's only two-player co-op. Which, in the, you know, in a way, that's good because for me, the Arkham games, why they were so good is because they were single-player games because they were very, in my opinion, that worked because Batman is a single figure. He has people helping him, but he does stuff on his own, basically, and that fit the narrative, and it was fun it being a single-player game. I mean, the multiplayer side of things can work in DLC or in different side missions or other gameplay, but in my opinion, the main campaign should always be a single-player game if it's Batman. Mm. Um, but yeah the fact that he said it was four and it got reduced to two is also a bit weird and it doesn't really make sense to me and the fact there's no local co-op it's, it's all a bit odd but the fact it's coming out this year is exciting 2021 so they they must be quite far down in development yeah. if they're, they're hoping to get it out this year well next but year 2021 I do... oh sorry sorry 2021 I don't know I keep thinking it's I don't know I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. yeah it looks um, it looks interesting to me I'm um... It's funny because I always kind of wanted a multiplayer Arkham experience because I thought it was so cool that you could play as the different um, characters and they all had different styles. But it almost is a bit of a monkey's paw situation where I'm sort of like, not like this, not in this like (laughs) weird, grubby, like, you know, strange world. I mean, maybe maybe it'll be I am open minded and excited, but it might. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anything in anything in that universe set in Gotham. 
yeah. got me interested. Yeah, and it's but been is so Batman actually well. dead? That's the thing. Is he actually dead? I don't know. I don't believe yeah. that. No way. No way. Um, and also, we should mention the game from Rocksteady, who are behind the majority of the Arkham games, have come out and announced their latest game, which is uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. Yeah. I think that's what the name of it. And we didn't get any gameplay from it. All we got was a, um, a cinematic trailer. And it's a nice trailer. It looks great. It was funny. It had four characters, um, once again, just like um, Gotham Knights from the Suicide Squad. Um, you'll probably have to help me with these characters. We had Harley Quinn. Uh, was it Deadshot we had as well? Yeah. And Boomer, the, the Boomerang. Captain, Is that the guy? Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Yeah. yeah. And there was a shark as well. Yeah, King Shark. I, I didn't, I've never heard of that character, but there you go. Um, so we've got Killer Croc and King Shark. So that's great. Um, but I like the banter between them. That was quite funny. Um, mm. And the biggest shock was the end where we had Superman appear because it's set in Metro- Metropolis and we had Superman appear, but not as you know it. He looked a bit worse for wear. Yeah. What's it looks like something's happened to the Justice League and the Suicide Squad have been uh, you know, sent in to do, their, to do their business. And I think it, it looks really fun. Like, it's funny how much, you know, th- they're two quite similar games, four-player action uh, beat em up set in DC Comics world. But the difference between like grubby, rainy Gotham Knights and like bouncy, springy, let's kill the Justice League is like, it's quite weird, isn't it? I never thought I'd yeah. I'd want like a bouncy, kind of more cartoony version, but actually watching them play, like or w- watching the trailer anyway, obviously it's not, you know, um, it's not gameplay necessarily, was like, oh yeah, this looks really good fun and like really kind of a bit more joyful and a bit less. Uh, grim yeah i mean that's um that's because of how it is this is just the fact it's set in day and there was the sun and it was bright and colorful makes me think it's more akin to the spider-man game for playstation rather than the um, arkham games which is interesting because the arkham games are made by rocksteady but I, i can't help but think that this game though as we've said we've not seen actual gameplay footage because it's not coming out to 2022, so we've got a long time to wait for this one, unfortunately. Um, it does feel like that... Um, I forgot where I was going with that. What was I going? Oh, uh, yes, it feels like this will be more of a spiritual successor to the Arkham games and maybe Gotham Knights will be, because I would imagine that the gameplay will probably be very similar to the Arkham games, because it's Rocksteady, though yeah. it's obviously a different universe and a different skin. Um But, yeah, I'm, I'm keen. I would have liked to have seen actual gameplay footage, but, you know... It's got us hyped. You know, I think it will be fun um, if we've got a whole metropolis to explore. And I've also heard that it's actually set in the same, unlike it seems Gotham Knight, this game is actually set in the same universe as the Arkham games. Oh, that's So cool. in the Arkham games, Batman is actually a thing. And the, the stuff that happened in the Arkham games is in the same universe as what's happening in Metropolis. I don't mm. know what that means. I don't know if it means we'll see Batman. Probably unlikely because it's a different um, place. Yeah, or maybe in Flashback that's, that's or something. Good. Maybe or some reference to him. Well, they'll probably say, "Oh, the bat in Gotham is his house blew up." Mm. It's the freaking now, bat. You're, it's the freaking Superman. No, no, it's, it's the freaking shark or something like that. <laughs> what else did they say? The freak is the freaking bat. It's the freaking bat. Was always the, yeah. Circus in town and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, such fun. Get over here, and... bat freak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic, classic yeah. comedy. But no, I'm excited. Um, it's Rocksteady. They've not made a bad game yeah. in terms of 
the Batman ones, and they're British, which is also fun. It's also nice. The British. And it, I think it's worth saying as well. Um, the DC fan event was was like, I didn't watch all of it, but I feel like that's it was like the perfect way to run like a day of announcements where it was like. It was stretched out. There was like time for people to talk. It wasn't just trailer, trailer, trailer. It was like pan- actual panels via kind of uh, remote conferencing and stuff. It was like a really cool way to do it, I thought. Um, and, you know, it gives things a chance to breathe. And it means they kind of owned the conversation over the weekend. Um, and was like, yeah, I'd rather this than like things get announced on Twitter or something. It's like, yeah, if you've got enough to make a full day of it, then give us a full day of announcements, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was well paced out. But we had to wait till morning to watch the Batman and the Suicide Squad trailer, though, because mm. that launched like overnight. But it was good. It was a good event. And yeah. I'm sure we'll get more events like this because of the whole global situation. Yeah, I wouldn't be so, surprised yes. if we get a Marvel one before the end of the year. Oh, yeah, probably. Um, the Avengers game's out soon, isn't it? The one that yes, people next are like, week. very worried about. People are very worried about because it looks a bit. <sighs> we shall see. I mean, critics, I think people have had like early copies of it or like the um, the review copies, I guess. And the general consensus I'm seeing is that not great. So we shall see how that goes. Anyway, right, let's move on. So that's the news. So let's get on to the big, the biggest news of the week um, to do with this here podcast and this probably won't come to a surprise for anyone any regular listeners out there we have sort of been alluding to this for a couple of weeks now with a little wink wink nudge nudges and things like that and yeah. that is the uh, me and chris have come to the decision that we've hit 300 episodes we've got to a major milestone which is crazy we've been doing this podcast for seven years now if you can believe that seven years um we started it when we we're in university and since we started it back in 2013, a lot has happened in our personal lives. I've moved twice. I think you've moved about two or three times. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've moved about five or six times. <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Um, and it's been like the one constant. I don't know if you feel the same, Chris, but it's been the one constant in my life over those seven years. So it's yeah. always nice having a constant thing every week to do. And, um, you know, we started this podcast because we're both um, we both had handheld gaming devices, both passionate about gaming. And we feel like now is the time to put the podcast on a take it out, take it out into the garden and put a fucking gun in its head. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> cover it in petrol and take it into the forest. Yeah, dig, dig, dig. Um, but yeah, to <laughs> basically, I'm going to put it in a more eloquent way than what Chris has said. But a um, basically, so Chris has got Chris is so excited. He's before like, oh, before we recorded. Connor was like, let's just make sure we're both on the same page with how we talk about this. And now, and as soon as you said that, I was like, I do agree with you, but also there's no way I'm not going to joke about just like gunning it down outside. Yeah, it's just, it seems like it's the beast that just could never be killed, really. Yeah. It's one of the things, and in a way, it feels like this has been the decision that was always going to happen, um, but we've just both been too scared to say it to each other. Well, maybe. His, his, so... <laughs> For, in case it's not very clear, we're gonna go. We're gonna stop doing weekly episodes for the foreseeable future. We might never do. It might be this is the last thing we ever ever put out. Uh, very possible. Uh, we've just decided to stop doing things every week, and instead, we might still keep keep subscribed to the feed because we're not gonna clog it with adverts or rubbish or anything like that. But we will potentially. 
occasionally put in a new episode of something or other if we've uh, been tempted by a new release or something like that to talk about if there's something particularly massive happened you know if it's a um a, you know like a switch to or whatever happens like there is always a potential for a return it's a it's a hiatus rather than a um ending because we don't you know you know because we don't want to end it but the, the the kind of stark to get quite intimate and candid the kind of stark truth of it is that for me and i think for you as well colin what we get most about recording these this program is just catching up with you know catching up with my friend colin um and having a chance to do that every week and doing something together every week but i think for a little while now um like as the news has kind of changed and the way that we process news has changed it sort of felt like every week is a long commitment and 300 episodes is a like is a lot so i think it's good yeah. that we are stopping doing it now whilst we enjoy it rather than like waiting for it to become super dreary and us be super busy and doing you know it becoming yeah. a thing we don't want to do anymore i mean that leads to the point like when we started this we're in university and our commitments potentially weren't as stringent as they are now uh we're heading to 30 for god's sake yeah, Jesus. yeah yeah and we've got you know we've got work commitments and life commitments and though obviously you know this is a podcast it's about 30 45 minutes every week and it might not seem like much but it does take up you know when you work full time as me and chris do mm. the weekends are precious now evenings are precious not to get too soppy about it but you know, it, it takes up a couple of days of no prep and, you know, it takes up a whole evening getting it all edited and put up online and things like that. And yeah, we feel like it's the right time now. We've, we've given it a good go, seven years. I mean, I'm going to be honest with it. Like back when we first started, you know, we, our eyes were, we had stars in our eyes. We had like eyes of being the best podcast in the world. And to be brutally honest, it's, the podcast just hasn't grown as much as we would have liked it to either. Yeah. Let's and be I'll, honest with that. I mean, yeah. I, I think partly that's also because as as it's come on further we have stopped i think it's also fair to say we have stopped putting the effort in that would be required to make it grow as well because it's like mm. it used to you know it used to be that we were very proactive about advertising and about um arranging like codes and about kind of changing the features and whereas for the last little while anyway it's been kind of more like, okay, let's record this thing, which is totally fine. But yeah, we've not put the energy in that's required to make something um, more than just a hobby, let's say. Um, and we have done that. We did try, you know, for the first few years, we really were pushing, you know, we were trying different avenues to get the um, you know, mm. listenership up and things like that. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, you know, I'm sure we've had listeners who have come and gone over the years. We've probably got new people who this might be their first ever episode, unfortunately. Sorry about that. Yeah. But, you know, it's it's just the way it is. People's listening habits change. I know I've had yeah, podcasts course. I used to listen to religiously and I've just stopped because, you know, it just happens. Your, your interests change. And, you know, we've done more than 300 episodes, really, because we've done the half episodes and we've done episodes when Chris has been in coffee shops. I've been in Disneyland Paris and I've been yeah. abroad. I've been in gardens. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's... It's the right time, and yeah, as you said, like this isn't the end as such. You know, we we could we may come back at some point in the future if we feel it's the right time to do so, or if we, you know, who knows, we might rebrand it in the future. Who knows? But yeah. um, and for I think us, it's, it's the right decision. Yeah, and I think it's worth 
you kind of touched on it there, but if this is your uh oh getting a bit emotional, if this is your first episode or if it's your three hundredth, um thank you for being a part of this journey and for listening and for giving us a time because we know there is so much out there. There's so many different things you could be listening to. And to think that people, you know, voluntarily chose to download and enjoy this, whether it's for 15 minutes or whether it's for the last, you know, seven years. Uh, thank you, because it's like all, all we want to do is have is have a conversation with you and and inform and tell you things we recommend and kind of make people laugh and that sort of good stuff. We want to be a, a positive yeah. light in people's listening. And so if you've if you've got something out of it then i hope you i hope you have got something out of it um and i hope that it's been there for you if you've needed it to be like it's been there for us when we've needed it to be yeah i i agree i was gonna echo those sentiments and just to to lead on from that just a thank you to everyone who's ever messaged us over the years on twitter email anything like that i know we've had you know people who have been quite regular contributors who we really appreciate you know that's you know if someone had told us back in 2013 that we'd be doing over 300 episodes of this and we'd actually have people wanting to listen to us talk crap from our bedrooms every week, I wouldn't have believed you. So, yeah, without without the um, you know the feedback we got and the people who were communicating with us, I doubt we would have lasted this long, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I can't believe it's been seven I've, years. I know. I mean, just I'm going to go a bit more soppy here and just have to uh, thank other people. I, I have to shout out my fiance who you know, has been with me through this whole journey, being very patient and very understanding, working our plans around this podcast from, you know, when we didn't live together, now we do live together. So about her, you know, this probably wouldn't have happened. She could have like promised dropped me and say, no, I want that room on Wednesday evenings or Monday evenings. Mm. So yeah, I can't thank her enough. And obviously without, try- without me trying to get, or getting emotional, I have to say thank you to you, Chris, for sticking with me for seven years. And all those years ago when we were in the university library, and agreeing to do this podcast with me it's been yeah. an absolute pleasure well if there's one person i want to thank it's the schnauzer radio orchestra oh god yeah <laughs> um, i might actually tweet them later yeah. and say thank you for agreeing to <laughs> let us use your song seven years ago jesus um yeah but um, like to you know to to again to be quite intimate like i think we've grown up a lot in the time we've been doing this um and who we are is like you know as as young as young men has has changed and we've grown and life has changed and to watch you uh colin go through the lot to be a part of your life for the last seven years has been an absolute privilege so i thank you we started this and we were you know in our early 20s and now it's been seven years and we were younger men there and we have grown a lot in that time and life has obviously changed drastically for both of us uh in various ways over that time and um people have come and gone but this has been like a constant thing so to get to do something with you every week and to get to be a part of your routine and schedule and to make things together every week and whether that be just recording a this together like essentially you know a conversation or whether it's been some of the more elaborate and silly things we've done over the time uh, has been a privilege and a pleasure and i love working with you colin and i would do it again in a heartbeat thank you i feel the same it's been there's no one else i would have rather spent 300 episodes with than (laughs) you christopher no i appreciate your, your patience with me over the years your 
uh, understanding why I've not understood something. And you're like, have you, I swear, like most of the time, you'd always ask, have you played this, Colin? No. Have you played that, Colin? No. <laughs> not that is, and me mispronouncing things. But no, it's, oh, um, you know, I still remember the day we sat in the, the uni library and discussed it, and yeah, who would have thought we'd be here I in know. 2020 still, still doing it. But yeah, this is so long for now, but not goodbye. Um, I'm sure we'll be back in some form at some point yeah in the future but we don't know what form that'll be but you know it was, as, as chris said as we said we'll still keep this feed up the episodes will still, still be here the website will still be there you can still email us we'll still check the emails it's still you know we'll still get a notification if you want to tweet or email us yeah but, and we might I, yes. do, I don't know because i don't know how i will feel post this conversation but it might be that we're still using like we might still continue the conversation through Twitter or not. So um, shoot us a message on that at Handheld Podcast because um, that might be somewhere where we can go to continue doing a conversation about these things in a less uh, time-consuming way. Or it might not be. I don't know. I can't. I don't know either way. But it's just there if, if people need it. Who knows where it will be? But you know, it's we've we've given it a good go. Nothing more. We've done our best, and we oh, hope. Yeah for all the long haul listeners that you've enjoyed it and you've been entertained by us because that's the most important thing anyway let's move on and end this yeah. episode so uh if you did want to listen to all the previous episodes as we said there you know you can go to itunes you can you know, subscribe to the feed on spotify or go to heroes of handheld.wordpress.com where all the previous episodes are listed there um the twitter account is handheld podcast um so if you did want to uh follow us on there you know you know, we can't say what the future's going to bring, but it probably would be worth, you know, if you want to find out the latest of what we're doing, if anything, with the podcast, then we, we would post it on there first. So, yeah, at Handheld Podcast. And I think that's about it, really. Um, yeah. yeah, your washing's done. Was a beep. That came from oh, no, it's my, it's my smoke alarm, yeah. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, but that, that's why we're ending now, because your house yeah. is burning down. So there you go. Anyway, um, so thank you so much for listening. We very much appreciate it. And we will speak to you soon, I'm sure. Yeah. But in the meantime, have a great rest. Have a great life. Hey, Colin. Enjoy you. Yeah. Can I go to bed now? Oh, he said it. He said the line. Oh, J JRPG thumbs up. Uh, oh, what, didn't we do something that was indie, indie, indie? Indie, 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 indie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indie, yeah, indie games. Oh, indie news of the world. Oh, Jesus. That was it. God, anyway. Let's get out of here. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Love you. Bye.